Welcome to Neoweek Audio, a collection of podcasts and Twitter spaces produced and curated by Neoweek, the number one news and community platform for the Neo Protocol and the Aurora ecosystem. At neoweek.com slash podcasts, you can find every interesting audio piece from the community in one place. We curate content on topics such as DeFi, NFTs, gaming, DAOs, community hangouts, and more. Basically, we got you covered near fam. And without further ado, let's dig in. How's it going, everyone? Hey, hey, it's going really good. We had a little bit of a late start due to Twitter rugging us again. Seems like that. Yeah, it was, a lot it was really weird. Um, Twitter logged all of us out of the near at night account, and it, it said there was unusual activity. So took a little bit to get logged in, but that's okay. We're here now. We How's everyone the- doing? 
doing doing really good. I think we have Jane with us right now, and I think we might have Russ as well. Yep, I'm here. What's up, guys? Jan, Jan, or GA, depending on where you're at, or GM. <laughs> yep, it's it's uh, evening here over in the Seattle area. We also have Sarah in the audience currently, so she's not, maybe she'll be able to jump up. She's not going to be speaking today, but we have plenty of plans in the future for her to speak more, and it's really exciting to see all of the new topics that we have in the works right now, but uh, just us today. Perfect. Well, it's going to be a great time. I'm really excited to dive into my, I Am Human, and we have two awesome people here to do it. Oh, looks like Sarah did jump up. So yeah, hey, I just I just want hey guys, I just want to say like you don't need me. You have you have the dream team. Um, and honestly, uh, uh, Jane is the master of of what's going on right now. And you know my my whole my whole thing is that being human is good and human beings make up governance <laughs> that's that's the end of it um we're all we're all with you guys thanks right on mic drop sarah's out <laughs> boom awesome so thank you russ and jane for joining us um there's been a lot of growth in i am human since it was first announced um on near night last week i think there was like 420 and now we're we're past 600 so it's been an awesome growth um trajectory which is great to see and we'll dive into a lot of those things today but to start off why don't we um just go through some intros real quick we'll um throw it over to jane and then over to russ on the nbc account hi everyone my name's jane i'm currently the product lead in near digital collective building I'm human and a couple of other really awesome products to bring to bring V1 governance on chain. And historically, I worked at Pagoda uh, managing the validator, growing our validator decentralization effort, the wall decentralization effort, managing developer tools like near API JS, Rust, JS SDKs, uh, console, Pagoda console, and then before then, I was a product manager at JP Morgan, managing digital payment products, working on field patents. So yeah, that's that's me in a nutshell. Awesome. Thank you for that intro, Jane. And um, let's bring it over to Russ now real quick. Yeah. So peace, everybody. I'm Russ, community at the NDC. Uh, prior to this, I launched the DAO, 40 Acres DAO, where our whole mission is to create self-sustaining communities of color utilizing blockchain, and then ultimately launched the Proof of Vibes protocol, which I like to think of a Yelp on-chain. And so uh, now I'm you know, leading community at the NDC, focused on really just cultivating dope vibes across the ecosystem and not making governance boring, right? <laughs> so, yeah, that's me. Love it. And that's, that's very much needed for sure. Um, cool. So I think it'd be best to just do a quick um, quick intro into I Am Human, um, do a breakdown on exactly what it is um, from a high level, and then we'll, we'll really go into a lot of things on a much deeper um, level as well. But I guess just to start, maybe Jane or Russ, what is I Am Human? Yeah, I, I can give a very high level. So I Am Human is a proof of humanity protocol that's built on Near, And we are in this space right now in Web3 where we're 
kind of getting to the point that we need to bring real world identities and real world provenance and reputation on chain. And if you look at, you know, NFT, DeFi, there's need for reputation and trust on chain that's affiliated to your real world credentials. So I am human is built at the most basic level as a soap on tokens that represents you as a person on chain. Now we build I am human to enable governance because there's no other solution on chain for something like this, but there are many other use cases. And I'll let Russ talk about I'm human for the governance, why we build I'm human for governance. Yeah, no, Jane, great points. I definitely think that you hit it right on the head. It's important from a governance perspective, one person, one vote. As the NDC goes to V1 governance, we'll have three houses um, where elections will, will, will occur. Um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the House of Mayor Transparency Commission and the Council of Advisors, right? Um, so the, the, these three houses will serve as our governance um, uh, model, and it's important to elect these people in. And let's, how do we elect these people in? Well, we need, you know, a voting mechanism that is anti-civil, bot resistant, right? And so. Uh, that that's that's one of the very first use cases, if not the most important, but ultimately making your voice heard. And uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the bottom line. Oh, it looks like Twitter rugged us again. So uh, David is uh, currently trying to re-add himself right now. But um, yeah, so I guess uh, we, we can kind of start with, uh, you know, I am human. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, for sure. So I can give you the hist history of I am human. So before uh, we went to consensus of the NDC before they went to consensus, we wanted to launch I am human to start onboarding users. So what we did is build I am human version zero. And in version zero, we used um, an, uh, a UBI provider for the proof of humanity check. And we also, um, you know, there were some usability problems. So we discovered actually, and this is a fully transparent on May 17th, which is last month, we discovered there's some issues related to SBTs that's minted in I'm human. And so after investigations and research, like with the community onboarding efforts, we identified 59 suspicious accounts. And that's when we decided to take down I'm human and pause minting of SBTs and revoke those 59 accounts. But what, what NDC GWG did is put our heads together and essentially evaluate the entire stack, entire, entire technology stack. And we realized, you know, there's a couple of things that we could have done better, including selecting a vendor uh, that is um, really well known, like Fractal, that has onboarded nearly 1 million users. Over 50 of them have KYC, and they maybe bring in native solutions of of identity verification to near, 
And, uh, you know, they are able to provide really strong SLAs because, you know, for someone like this, is a, uh, whether it's, you know, our existing vendor Fractal or previous vendor, this is a key service for us, for I Am Human. So having really strong SLAs was very, very important. And we also wanted to address privacy concerns because that's something that we heard a lot from users when they were, you know, signing up. They want to know where is their data? How do they have access to the data? There needs to be a clear way for them to request deletion of their data. And looking at user experiences, um, we realized, you know, the user experience could definitely be better because there was some unrelated concepts with, re, related to UBI. I and mean, UBI is a huge use case for, you know, Sobon Tokens provides, uh, provides possibility for UBI to happen on chain, but we were throwing user into a UBI concept when they just tried to mint an SBT. So that was confusing. So after evaluating all those things, we basically build I am human version two in the span of 1.5 weeks. And the team pulled really long hours. We negotiate a new vendor who is uh, used by the NIR foundations. And they have many different identity solutions like the OAuth API, the credential API and on-chain did registry. Uh, essentially negotiate to work with them, negotiate a strong SLA and just redesign the entire user flow and experience. So that got launched in a span of 1.5 weeks. And this is the I Am Human that we launched last Thursday. And we're happy to see we're onboarding. I think it's around 780 users at this point. Um, and so that is where we are now in version one. And, um, and I think there will be version twos. And there's many more things that we're, we're doing. So we're adding small feature fixes at this moment, but there will be the next chapter if I am human. Hey, sorry. Yeah, yeah, sorry guys. Um, in the middle of uh, spaces, Twitter said that my account was locked because someone tried to access it and I had to change my password and it, it screwed me up. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I hope my, my passwords aren't compromised. It's kind of scary, but it's the same thing that happened with the near at night Twitter when we were trying to start today's spaces. So definitely weird, but uh, got back. I'm on the Jump DeFi account and just wanted to sort of break down a few concepts like soulbound tokens, SBTs. Um, I think some people have a decent understanding of what a soulbound token is. Um, but from my understanding, it's a it's a token that lives with your address and it is not a token that leaves your, your near address. It is, is linked to you as a person. And this is how we're able to verify people as a human with their near account. Are there any other um, elements of a soulbound token that I'm missing out on that are important for people to understand when we, we talk about these things? Yeah, I think that's a really great explanation of what a soulbound token is. But like the idea of soulbound token really came earlier from video games. Like, you know, if you play like World of Warcraft, you, you probably had these items that you got in the games that you can sell to other players. But there were also these really powerful items which are totally like soulbound. You have to complete this quest of doing a really hard thing or grinding it in order to be able to get that item. 
and you're not able to transfer to another player. So this makes this super fair. So you don't just go out and like buy another item from a player. And so when we came to the Web three space, we also you know initially had this idea of like NFTs, which people start using for their profiles to represent who they are. And then you know from there we have like po ops, the proof attendance that shows okay, yeah, you in fact have gone to a specific event and this is your NFT. So there's starting to be use cases where you have these NFTs that you'd really don't want to transfer to someone else. And then, then one more step farther is these NFTs as tied to trust, real world trust, provenance, and governance rights. So when we talk about today, the Sobon token, our specific use case of creating I am human as a protocol is to enable like Rustat on chain governance because it's one person, one vote, and you have an SBT that's tied to your account that proves that you are a human. And you're able to participate in the election, but of course, you know we're really creating a SBT standard, and it can be used by other ecosystem players for other use cases like UBI, like fair distribution, airdrops. Like there's so many other use cases for a Sobon token. So that is is, is UBI a universal basic income in this? Um... In, in this context? Yeah, UBI is universal basic income. So if you're a UBI uh, protocol, you want to make sure, you know, one person should receive certain amount of income. And that would be basically, you have to prove that they are this person. Um, and so if you look at a lot of protocols that provide UBI, the problem that they need to solve is to have a Soban token for proof of humanity. And in the governance, we're basically addressed dealing with the same issue, which is, you know, one person, one vote, your votes cannot be transferred to someone else to be civil resistant. So we're dealing with the same that you, SBT, prove that, you know, you are one person, you are the person who can vote. Thank you. And um, this is not necessarily tied directly to the NDC, but for other applications for I am human. When we've talked about soulbound tokens before, there's a couple um, pretty exciting use cases that, that people think of, like medical records, having on-chain medical records that are tied to you as a person, perhaps under collateralized lending, like a mortgage where it's tied to you, it's tied to um, records that show your, your credit worthiness, et cetera, and, and can be used to really expand the use cases that we have in, in a ton of different sectors and other sectors that simply don't exist yet in Web3. So is the goal for I Am Human to be able to provide um, some of that infrastructure for other use cases, or is this going to be tied to the NDC specifically? It absolutely can be used for other use cases. You brought some really great ones. So when we build I Am Human, we essentially try to solve a problem that's shared across many different protocols, like you know, for for uncollateralized lending or under collateralized lending, you essentially need to know this is the person and essentially have a trust score or credit score that's on chain tied to that specific person. So in a way, what I am human, it's solving well, 
it can eventually will get to that point where we can solve this problem. This is more in the V2 roadmap for I am a human and V3. Um, but we're looking at uh, ideas, you, I am human SBTs, prove your humanity, but there's also a reputation component to it. Um, and if you think about, you know, how Web2 works, you have these, you know, trust agencies like governments that issue your ID, like we're essentially, believe, are these banks who have your money, your account, we're trusting these agencies and they pro provide like some sort of proof, yes, this person is who they say they are. And eventually that entire infrastructures have to move to Web3. And even though it's so early, I think we're so early in, the, in that process, Sobon token and then in the future, like trust networks, social networks, ability to give someone or vouch for someone. These are all solutions moving towards that direction to have online identity as well as that proof of provenance that's moving on chain. So I think we're kind of bridging the gap between the real world and the Web3. And I think the identity is a really important problem to solve to enable some of the, the more interesting use cases in Web3, like, you know, prove your ownership to a car title, to a real estate title, that all needs a human identity on chain. Um, so we are just at the very early exploratory stage for all those use cases. Awesome. And I think this is a really good example of finding a, a use case, something that needs to be built for a specific purpose right now, like the NDC governance, which is a massive undertaking and, and, and is a really need to do. But then by building that, it's going to lead to some really exciting further innovation. So stuff like that makes me really excited. I'm glad you guys are the ones doing it. Absolutely. And I want Russ to talk about what he's doing with all these cool things. So we now we have users who have I am human SVTs. And we also wrote a, um, a, basically a partnership documentation for how to use SVT for gating. You can use our registry in the future. You can use an indexer that we're building. But Russ doing something really cool. So I'd love to, Russ to talk about it. Yes, I appreciate that, Jane. Um, a lot of cool things happening in NDC. Shout out to Community Bidling. You know, also shout out to Shardog Collaborations. Um, we were able to work together and uh, build a human gating NFT project. And so basically the citizens, citizens of the summit, it stemmed from a conversation Sarah and I were having around how do we aggregate community more? How do we, how do we, with so many different work groups, how do we disseminate information? And so this, the constellation was born. And as a thank you for those that came, we wanted to reward people POAP style. And so boom. This is prior to I Am Human. And so now I Am Human is back up. It's running. You know, first off, that whole technical process was insane to watch happen. For us to shift our entire tech stack infrastructure in a week and a half, um, just absolutely mad to see. So shout out to the tech team. Shout out to UJ pushing us forward. Uh, but ultimately, we wanted to human gate these NFTs and allow uh, those who claimed a soulbound token to be able to mint. And so it is actually here. I'm going to drop it over here in the Jumbotron. And uh, those who have claimed a Soulbound token 
uh, face verified will actually be able to claim a citizen. And so there's a lot of cool things there stemming from this idea of human gating and some of the some of the possible use cases. NFTs make you know easy sense, but I also think that there is access to DAOs, um, you know, DeFi applications, uh, 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 gaming. There, there's a plethora of beneficial or use cases when it comes to uh, a civil resistance technology. And I think that we're just at the cutting edge of it. It's so early. It's only been about a week and we're already playing around in an NFT space with it. So excited to see it continue to build and figure out where we can take it next. Awesome. And I guess just a, just a breakdown of like what civil resistance means. Anyone that has participated in airdrop events, whether that means you were an early user to um, layer twos like Arbitrum or, or there's so many other examples. People are able to create tons of different addresses and do a bunch of transactions on those individual addresses. And by doing that, they're able to rake in you know, up to millions worth of tokens from airdrops that are really only designed to be distributed to a single person. And so this civil resistance problem is huge. And um, I think I Am Human is, is a great solution for it. So that's really exciting to see. And I'm, ex- I'm, I'm excited to see it break into the, the everyday world, right? Like, for example, culture, when it comes to sneakers, like those things get botted insane amount. So, like, I, I, I wonder what it looks like when these retailers adopt blockchain technology, specifically soul bound tokens as, you know, it's becoming all the hype. Uh, I'm sure you guys seen Nike swoosh. Now Louis Vuitton is getting into it. So we're really at the cutting edge here, guys, and, and, and there's really a, a huge opportunity. So, you know, soul bound tokens are definitely here to stay, and, and it's really about how we can utilize it on, on near. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, it's uh, the the Shardog NFT collection launched so quickly. So as soon as we start getting, you know, users onboarded, I am human, we have these NFT projects that are already using human gating, I like, Russ said, I love to see like digital projects using human gating. I think that would be so cool. Can't wait to, to see that come to the scene. For sure. And yeah, it's, it's really good to, to note that the problem of botting is it goes well beyond just airdrops. It, it really is anything that has um, value and a limited quantity that's available on a digital setting, there's going to be botting involved. And so this can really solve that in a big way. So that's, that's great to, um, to really note there. But something we talked about yesterday at Near at Night was sort of the state of the Near Governance Forum and how when someone submits a post, a proposal, anything, there's oftentimes people on there that are just posting to be very mean. They say things that attack people and it actually has led to some um, some people leaving the ecosystem or even maybe leaving their positions as leaders of individual DAOs. And so I think that that really represents a, a, a problem and, and something that, you know, makes me feel disheartened to engage on the near governance forum. And when we went through that process, the conclusion that I, I reached was it's really the, the vocal minority that is posting a lot of these things, but it doesn't 
it's not representative of the, the near community, right? It could be one person with five different accounts that they have set up five near wallets for very easily. So now with I am human, I think that problem can really begin to solve itself because you will have a near account that's linked to your identity. That identity as you as a, a person isn't going to be like public. Like you're not going to be able to see my first and last name, but you will be able to see my engagements, my reputation, what I have contributed. And people I think are going to be much less likely to attack and, and say things that are just not adding value and, and really um, attacking people because it will be linked to to their account, which will continue to gather more value over time or less. Yes, I'm so glad you mentioned that because you know what, like we are literally building community products that that's basically solving the exact issue, which is, you know, people like attacking these specific individuals or anonymous attacking others in these governance forums. So we're building something called NearDocs, which is human gated. We're also building something called EasyPool. And the EasyPool is human gated because it's a polling solution. So as we go through the governance process, we need to understand from the voters what they care about, what their sentiments are, like how do they think about certain issues, what's important, and what we want them to give us feedbacks, help us making decisions about what's important. So right now, you know, there is a decision of how do we spell I am human, and that is on EasyPoll, which is human-gated, so you would have to have a Sobon token from I'm human to be able to participate in that vote. But in the future, it'll be much more advanced like use cases specifically for governance, like what is the term limit, you know, how many members for a specific house, how should we what should we do in this specific proposal? So it will be much more governance related. But that easy pool is human gated, so you have to be a human. And another product that's also in the pipeline is called Community Voice. So it's a way for community to express their sentiment. So it's almost like the governance post, but you would have been a human to do that. So you can create a bunch of accounts and just spam a post and, and say very mean things to each other. So that's, that's basically the community scope of work. But if you look at all the other products, you know, that's coming for election, like nomination, election, that's all human gated. So we're using this, you know, proof of humanity protocol for a number of different use cases that's built for NDC and hopefully can be leveraged by other folks in the community. Awesome. Thank you for, um, for that breakdown. I want to spend some time on probably some of the fears that people have when we talk about identity linked to blockchain. But before we do that, I think it'd be cool to get an idea of the, the, the reputational framework that can be developed here, because that might lead into some people's concerns where you're going to have maybe a score that is, is outlined based on X factors, like how long you've had your near account, your activity, um, your engagements and, and things like that. But you know, I think when some people hear of like a social, a social score, it, it does make them a bit afraid as well. So 
how do you balance that and and what what's the you know what what is the the, the main idea behind this this reputational um score that that can really help people showcase the work that they've done for the ecosystem yeah absolutely i think that's such a great question so if we think about what we currently build, it's really um, a very black and white binary understanding of a proof of humanity. So you either do your face scan and then you're approved and then you mint a uh, face verification SBT and then you're human or you choose not to do that. And if we want more adoption in uh, the Sobon token protocol as well as you know for people to participate there's need to be a more encompassing approach to address the privacy concern, as well as allowing other ways to verify that you're human. And so in a more progressive approach that we're looking at, it's to consider a number of other factors, which is much more comprehensive um, understanding. So you can look at your on-chain activities, data, how long you've been around in the ecosystem, have you participated in elections? Have you participated in gigs? Have you provided on positive community contributions? So with that scope of work, we're building a product and that's in the very early ideation stage, it's called Kudos. So it's for someone to be able to say, I think this person did a really great thing. Let me explain what it is and let me give them a kudo. So that's a positive reputation point. But also with that, there's a negative reputation points. We call it dinks, but needs a little bit more uh, workshop on the names, but essentially you can say, you know, this someone did something that's really not cool, and let me, you know, say that, and they get a dinks. But how we frame that and do it well, that is a challenge. So that's that's sort of one way that we're thinking about on-chain reputation. But there's many other ones. There's also, you know, I vouch for someone. And when they say, I vouch for someone, I believe this person to be a real human, there's something that we're working on and it's going to be called the OG SBTs. So we know that in the ecosystem, there are a lot of OGs who have been here for since the beginning of near ecosystem. They have contributed in the foundation, in the community, in the NDC, in the Pagoda or previously near Inc. And they are known. Everyone else know who these people are. There's like about well, like 100, 200 of them that everyone knows who they are. And it would be great to be able to bring them in to the election nomination process and for them to be able to say, you know, I am verified. I need to go through this application process, verify that I am this person. I'm contributing commuting this way and become mint an OG SBT. So and then a farther concept, and that's even a little bit more even challenging to, to do, is community SBT. How do we onboard communities and figuring out this social web of trust that is decentralized and scalable, but it's complex to build to enable an understanding of a trust score of someone in the in the ecosystem. So in the in the future state of I'm human, you would not necessarily have a zero or one score, you would have a progressive score. So as you get more information about you from different venues, we're able to give you a trust score and you can get that, reach that to 100 
over time or by certain actions or through participation in elections. So I think it will be a way, I mean, it will definitely help with addressing some of the privacy concerns, but it will be able to bring a lot more people online. So I don't think, you know, if we want to think about bring everyone online on chain to have Soban tokens, I think there'll be a number of different solutions that need to be explored to make that outcome in reality. Got it. Yeah, it's a, it is a complex process. You're dealing with not only the technical side, but also a lot of social components as well. And I, I think, you know, I, I feel like personally that the, 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 the ability to see someone's near account and, and what they've participated in really does showcase, you know, the value that they've contributed. So I, I really like the idea of being able to look at someone's account, whether it's the age, what they've, what they've done, what, what transactions they have. And I think you can really parse a good foundation for, you know, the, the tangibles of, of that specific near account. And so things like that, you know, make me really excited. I, you know, in, in, in the real world, people have all sorts of records that, that showcase all of their achievements, whether that's on LinkedIn, their Wikipedia page or, or anywhere in between. And so I think it's really important for us to have a same, a similar framework for, um, blockchain and especially near when we have this very robust governance system. A hundred percent. And now looking at some of the, the concerns that people might have, one of the main ones that sticks out to me is the, the core anonymity that people really do hold true um, in the Web3 world or really in the world of the internet, which Earlier, we talked about some of the drawbacks that that anonymity creates, which is people being meaner to one another than they probably would otherwise if they were face to face. I think there's been there's been many studies on that. So while there are some, you know, true, very good value adds, there are some concerns that I think are are, are warranted. And, and it's going to be good for us to break down how I am human tackles some of these um concerns around anonymity in, in a really um, great way, an innovative way, using systems that can store data in a manner that isn't going to be available to, to people that might be able to cause harm. So if I'm someone that lives in the United States and I'm worried about the regulatory environment that continues to become worse and, and just more ridiculous on a daily basis, maybe I don't want to link my near account to my digital identity or my, my, my real identity if I think that regulators are going to be able to access that, if I think bad actors are going to be able to access that data and, and do whatever to me in my IRL life. So how does I Am Human address those factors and maybe other factors I didn't mention? Yeah, so for the first part of the question is how do you have like trust and credibility on chain? I think, you know, you would essentially say in these use cases, user would have to have an SBT, an IMQM SBT to prove that they are who they are, that cannot be transferred. So their reputation and trust score is tied to that specific identity. Now, in the case where you have a really aggressive governing re regime that makes it, you know, difficult or unwise for you to reveal your identities, I think for those use cases, 
it would be better, at least, and this is not like advice, uh, to, for you to use an anonymous account or just like implicit account to to access data in those cases. So I think I would just say, why I'm human solves the issue of enforcing accountability and trust factors. It also doesn't quite solve the issue when you're in a in a tough regime. So you probably need to use a different account for it. But maybe there's better solutions in the future with zero knowledge proofs, with things like that. That that is will hopefully will come online at near at some point because I know the working groups are working on zero knowledge at this moment. And then can, can give us even more robust solutions than what we have today. For sure. And I, I really like how we can continue to innovate using different technical solutions that are, you know, being developed and, and are coming alive today. But for, for the right now, um, I Am Human is able to use certain resources that I think are, are very trusted in the in the in the manner that data is stored and we talked about this the last time that we we spoke jane and so maybe we can dive into some of that like how how the the proof of personhood data is stored what sort of you know hashes and, and things like that are used to to protect the people when they're verifying themselves yeah absolutely so we're using uh we're working with a vendor called fracto and this is the same vendor that's used by the near foundations and so the data is stored encrypted, basically in their data store. And so it is, you know, I will say from a Web3 standard, it's a single, like, uh, it's a single, you're essentially trusting your data to this organization. What we provide to the user is your ability to control that data so you can request data deletion. And when you do that, you know, the vendor deletes that data. We also delete the data from I'm human. So all your data will be deleted and your SPT will be revoked. So that is how we implement this today. And you just, you know, if I go back to my <laughs> roots in Web3, I don't think the solution is perfect. I think there's a lot to be desired here. It would be great if we have like a real self-sovereign identity, you know, using like zero knowledge, where instead of, you know, me storing my face hash at a centralized company or a provider, I can just provide, essentially generate like a proof that's matched to a public database to ensure that I am who I am and everyone else, a bank, like a DeFi protocol, government and credit card can just ver can see that and tell and basically tell me, yes, in fact, I am who I am and my data is stored with me instead of third party. I think that is sort of where the space is going in a lot of ways. And I think it will get here. And when that solution is here, we'd love to be the first to adopt that approach. Cheers. And yeah, I, I love the, um, the understanding of where we're at and the desire to continue to innovate and to adopt the best possible solutions that protect users and, you know, use, use the best tech at hand to ensure that, that we are doing doing the best we can. So that, that's really great to know. Um, maybe going over to some of the governance side of things now for the NDC and how I Am Human is going to be used. I think one of the, the major components for us as individuals to understand is 
that it's not token weighted for governance decisions. And this is why I am human is so needed. That is a very big step forward where individuals can vote. And it's not based on a few major entities that have an ass load of tokens or coins to make all the decisions for us. So I think that as a foundation is, is the, the absolute best way forward. But then now that I have my, my individual account, I've set up my I am human profile. I've gotten my soulbound token. What are the, the next steps for me as, as a user, someone that wants to contribute to near governance? Russell, do you want to take that? Do you want me to take that? Yeah, sorry. I was trying to get off. I mean, I got it. Um, that's a great question. I think that it's very important to understand the now what, right? I signed up for I am human. Now what? So as as we get closer and closer to elections, which we hope to hold at the end of the July, uh, at the end of July um, now it's all about uh, voter education. And so it's important to be an informed voter and to understand where the direction is going of the NDC and what does V1 governance look like. And so really involving yourself in multiple working groups to be able to build your reputation um, on chain is a great step moving forward to kind of help, you know, build up uh, just your reputation in general as a contributor and ultimately, there are working groups who are, you know, having experiments when it comes to elections, such as the NFT working group. So being able to be part of that would be invaluable as a contributor and as someone who is uh, human verified. And again, it's really at this point where we're at now, as we get closer and closer to V1, it's all about becoming an, an educated and engaged uh, voter. And so how do you do that? By participating and contributing in working groups. Um, you know, a great thing to do is claim, a, you know, one of the NFTs for, for being part of, uh, for, for minting a, uh, uh, or for verifying VI and human. And so we, we plan with the citizens to do a whole rollout um, with Wonderverse. There's some really cool tech being, being built on that. But in the meantime, it's just really about uh, education and engagement. So participating in working groups and, you know, uh, following up, staying up to date, going to community check-ins every Tuesday. These are the things that I would suggest any any new community member contributor who is verified, you know, next steps. Awesome. And I guess, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, Jane, but maybe we could talk about some of the incentives involved for people to to do this work, to, to make the steps, to spend the time necessary to be an informed contributor, because I do think that people are busy. And so it's important for us to recognize that, you know, we, we need to have some incentive alignment to really get people to take those steps to become empowered and involved. I'm sorry, you broke up on the last part. What was the, what was the tail end of that? What was that? What was the question? Um, yeah, it was, it was just about incentives for people to, mm. to, to do this work. Mm -hmm. Got it. Great point. Uh, so the beautiful thing about the NDC is we have a retroactive bounty system. So we really want to incentivize people or a more so encourage, 
I think that's a better word, right? Incentivizing can sometimes lead to grift activities. And ultimately, we want to, you know, have contributors who are, you know, serious about building decentralized governance and not looking and not, you know, behave, uh, not having rent-seeking behaviors. So the beautiful thing is anybody can pick up a task, anybody can pick up a bounty, and, and, and anybody can just start contributing. And so doing things Uh-oh, to furthermore... I uh, lost connection. I'm going to jump off and, and hop back on. Um, okay. I lost what NDC had said. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes. Okay, so sweet. So ultimately, the cool part about NDC is that anybody can hop in and start contributing and be rewarded for it. Uh, you know, as long as these things are mission aligned, they are uh, uh, not out of the wild and out of blue and uh, astronomical numbers. As long as everything makes sense, everything is fair, market share, uh, anybody can come in, anybody can contribute, whether it be posting content about the NDC, hosting Twitter spaces. Uh, I think one thing that is very beautiful and starting to develop is the permissionlessness of it all, right? You don't have to come in and seek permission from a hierarchy or hierarchical, you know, organization to just start, you know, just do it, right? Just take initiative, right? Contribute and you'll be rewarded for it. Awesome. And I think Jane mentioned earlier that, there's been now over 700 signups, which based on my, my understanding of, you know, some of the active user levels that we have, that, that's a really um, great number. And, and we've seen, you know, great uptick in continued signups, but it would be cool to sort of know which, which groups, which sectors within the near ecosystem are leading the way in, in setting up their digital identities and using I am human to, to get involved. Definitely Aurora kicking butt right now. Um, they, they're leading it. We actually have a community scoreboard. If you go to the I Am Human website and then you go to down, scroll down, you can go to the resources and click on community scoreboard. And as I'm looking at it now, Aurora is in the lead with a whopping 166. We have Near Indonesia and a not so close second. With 32, Jump DeFi in third place, kicking butt, 30. Um, near Turkey, um, 19, Mr. Brown. I think that's so dope because that was the NFT. That was a human-gated NFT project, um, which people uh, could claim or sign up for I Am Human for. Uh, so there we got Marma J, El Cafe Cartel, Awa, Rocket Boys, Near House uh and the list goes on. So ultimately, we are running a I Am Human competition right now um, to see who can, which which verticals can onboard and integrate the most. Uh, and yeah, that that's you know part of that incentivizing and whatnot. Shout out to Jump D Five for third place. Yeah, um, first place in is- our hearts, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and that's cool to see because we haven't um, made too many formal announcements. So it, it's cool to know that the community has really taken the initiative on that. So shout out to all the jumpers. Um, 
I think there's a there's a couple more things just in along the lines of the identities as far as what's stored and maybe we can you know address maybe some final concerns there um so what is the kyc process like is is are there alternatives for people that want to maybe maintain some more anonymity or is it a unilateral process for everyone yeah so the kyc process is unilateral Essentially, it's the same KYC process you would have gone through if you are essentially getting paid, compensated from the near foundation. So you would essentially provide a face scan and your identification, like your name, ID, uh, additional information like your address. I believe that's a full list. That is one method of getting that KYC SBT. And then, you know, there's the OG SBTs and then the community SBT. I think those the ones that are coming is going to be more based on the reputation on your social, like on your uh, social graph. Whereas right now, the current solution in the V1, I'm human, it is very consistent from individual to individual. Got it. And maybe to just double back on the concerns about overreaching governments or just other entities that are similar. Could a government um, get that information? Could they, you know, send some sort of cease and desist or some, you know, legal framework that would require the information for certain users to be turned over? So this information that you have complete control over. So if you do think that is the case, you can request this information to be deleted and it is permanently deleted at that point. So if if you think, you know, if for example, if you're American and you think the SEC is going to come after you for breaking some laws that probably they made retroactively, then if that's a real concern, you can request that data to be deleted and it's permanently gone from their database. And I'm human permanently from our database. While, okay. it, while it is at Fractal, I do, I do think there's going to be legislation or litigation in order for the government to be able to access that data. They will have to present some sort of you know, court order documents, I believe, in order for that to happen. But I'm not an attorney, and that's really, really outside my area of expertise. So I would probably like... I know William, our legal counsel, is going to be up for one of these uh, AMAs, and I think that would be a question for him. Awesome. And, yeah, I mean, these are certainly edge cases. I, I, I'm i not um, – this isn't, like, concerns that I have personally, um, but maybe maybe it should be, right? We, we're in a very interesting place right now as far as um, legal frameworks and, and the um, innovations in Web3. But let's say a user needs to – delete their data and, but they still want to be an, an active member of the near ecosystem. Maybe this is something where there was an emergency, but they are still a major contributor within the NDC and, and the greater near ecosystem. Can they restore their data? Can they re-KYC to obtain their soulbound token again? Does that restart the whole process? Like, what does that look like? Yes, you can absolutely do that. You can revoke your SBTs and you can regain your SBTs. 
In fact, if you look at what our SBT is, that's that's minted. There is an expiration, so there's a, a date on which that SBT is no longer valid. So you essentially go through the process again. Now, if you already have an account at Fractal, you'll be very easily be able to mint another SBT. So that is for us to be make sure that you are still who you are, and you are still like alive.、Uh, not to be morbid, but we want to make sure that you are who you are, and you are still active. So most of these SBTs have a specific expiration date, in which at that point you need to re-verify. So if you don't have your SBT anymore, it's revoked. You can also come back to I'm Human and get that SBT again a second time. And then another way, another venue to do that. So if you're an active contributor, we're launching the OG SBT, and that's happening. It should be happening end of June, early July. So that is another way for you to verify that you are a human in the near ecosystem. Awesome! And for the OG badge, is this something that's purely tied to the date that your account was created, or is it other factors as well? Because I'm sure there are a lot of near accounts that were created and then never really used again, maybe a couple years ago. So how is that? How are how are those factors aligned? Yes, so those factors are actually decided in Easy Pool. That's human gated. So we're going to ask the community, "What do you think is the right criteria for the OG?" <laughs> so at this moment, we're doing the first pool, which is how do you spell "I am human"? Is it capitalized, lowercase? But as soon as that pool is done, we're going to be asking the community, "What is the right criteria? Do you think how many years do they have to be here?" What is the requirement to be active in the ecosystem, and then that is factored and directly feeding to our product. So I think it's really beautiful that we create this like protocol to prove that you are human, and then now we're able to pull real humans for their feedback and to design the protocol itself. Yeah, that that is very cool, and I think it, it really does show the the ethos of I am human very well. So. As we noted earlier, in regards to soulbound tokens and the use cases that it can bring to crypto as a whole,、um, so many sectors that just currently can't exist will be able to. And I am human will have a have a chance to to be the provider for this infrastructure, which is a, really in, insane. And this isn't limited to the near ecosystem as far as who needs the tech, right? So like. Are you guys looking at this as far as expansion goes to provide services where they're needed on other chains, or is this going to be、um, purely to near ecosystem? I think it can absolutely be a cross-chain solution. So I know that there's definitely efforts on Boss to bring cross-chain solutions. So if you think like the wallets are being built. There are wallets that already allow remote accounts. So if you have an Ethereum account, you can essentially control that within your account. At the end of the day, people just need to have an on-chain solution to verify who they are, and I think that can be in any number of chain. So if we build a robust solution that can absolutely be leveraged by other ecosystem, as long as we're able to build that connection between the wallets. To be able to have remote accounts, for example, so I think Pagoda is working on solutions, and there are wallet builders who are also working on those solutions. 
I think cross chain is the future, and and um, I'm human can be because it follows you know it's the standard SBT which extends NFT uh, standards. I think can be leveraged across other chains and as well as in ecosystem for any of the NFT builders, ecosystem partners. In fact, we're already in talks with some of the partners to tell them about this technology. I think there's a lot of folks who are looking for something like this previously. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, so kind of an interesting aside to that is this feels like a public good. Um, and I think in the current use case for the NDC, it is a public good for the near ecosystem. But as a, as a tech company, um, how, how would this be potentially monetized? Like, it, it, or is that even the goal at all, right? Like, what, what sort of, how, how are you guys, you know, traveling that, that framework between a public good and being able to expand and, and provide an innovative solution that, you know, probably deserves to um, have revenues if possible? Like, what, what, what is the thought process Near- Jane, do you want me to? Sp- I'm sorry. So, guys, I, I wanted to yeah. come and talk a little bit, but I got rugged myself. Jane, would you like me to answer a little bit of that? Give you a a, a breather. Sure, absolutely. Okay. Jane, Jane has been probably up since six this morning. Um, so I think the question is, oh, don't cry for her. She's fine. She's tough. Um, so I think that um, you know, I think that as we look at Boss, it, it, it's sort of for me, it's particularly um resonant having been around the launch of java right and and java was um at that time the the great jihad unfortunate term but it's how it was between uh all of it was just between at that time was just microsoft and sun it's it's kind of similar now right in the sense that these kind of movements happen where you get into these really large ideological arguments that move into the technology, right? So I think that what's similar right now is that it is the web two to web three, but I think what makes this more interesting actually for me is boss, right? I mean, there's something about Ilya taking the blockchain into being an operating system, which when you talk to some people, they're like, I don't really know what he's talking about. But if you've been in this game long enough, it actually makes sense because you're creating a stack, right? You're creating a software stack, which has some people might call SaaS, but in this case, it's it's blockchain because blockchain is so interconnected already, right? SaaS doesn't, I mean, my opinion is SaaS could go away and blockchain could just keep going because it's so many components, right? So I think the question is whether or not, how is BOSS get rolled out? And then at the same time, if you look at how BOSS and the NDC are coming online really at the same time, that's also makes a lot of sense, right? So I think the question is, what are we going to see? What are we going to see in terms of how we utilize BOSS in the NDC as a movement, since the NDC is a movement, right? So the question is, will we understand BOSS better? (laughs) Does this give us all a chance to kind of think about BOSS in a new way? And can near monetize more people and more, more projects by drawing them in through the near digital collective movement. And I think that's really what, what we're focused on, particularly in marketing now, is getting the message out, having these AMAs and spaces. And we're going to start 
briefing analysts or we're going to start briefing the press because they need to know about what we're doing. And maybe through that, to answer your question, we'll see how it gets monetized, right? But my gut is, and I don't know how Jane and Russ feel about this, but my gut is that the near NDC will attract more people and attract more projects because this is so interesting and democracy is so crucial. So I don't know if that answers your question, but it it's tied into how we utilize BOSS. But first, we have to understand it better, right? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Sarah. Um, I guess I was maybe maybe I am incorrect in sort of my understanding of I am human as a, a separate entity to the NDC. I thought this was, I thought I am human was almost like their their own, you know, tech company that was started uh, to create this technology for the NDC. But maybe I'm incorrect. No, no, no. That's not. That's you're you're right to make that assumption. I think Jane, uh, if she's had a drink of water, can explain how those next three products roll out. But really, it's an initiative coming out of the GWG and and more so driven by the tech work groups, right? So it's it's really it was we just needed to figure out a way to enable um you know we just needed to find a way to, to enable voting. Yeah, absolutely. I completely uh want agree with Sarah. So the GWG the governance working group is here to bring governance V1 online. And in order to do that we need to build three products the first one is a proof of humanity because there isn't any solutions in the near ecosystem prior to this. So to build this, you know, we launched a new SBT token standard that's going into voting, I think, in the contract standard workgroup. We built I'm Human. So this is a user UX and the back end and the smart contract registry that proves, you know, someone is a human. So that's the first product. And there are two more products that are coming out, and that is nomination and election. So in the nomination, it's going to be a human-gated product for candidates to nominate themselves into a one of the three government bodies. And it's also a way for another human to endorse, essentially nominate slash endorse, another human who should be running for office. So the nomination is, it's basically, it's work in progress right now. Essentially, we finished building I Am Human and immediately moved on building nomination. So it's a way for then the voters to learn about the candidates, to learn about their platforms, why they're running for offices, to start thinking about how do they want the government to be? So that is a nomination product. And then, so finally, when we have all nomination on chain, this makes it possible for everyone to see what the government could potentially look like. And then the final product is an election product, and it's also completely on-chain. So in this election boss widget component, um, someone, a, a voter who is a verified human can come in and look at one of the three houses, and for each of the house, they'll be able to see all the candidates confirm to the nomination process and be able to select the ones and vote for them. So the user would go through the Council of Advisors, the Transparency Commission, and the House of Merit and vote for each one during the voting period. 
and essentially the votes when the voting periods are ended is counted on chain and then you have at this point a the first vun governance so those are the two products we're working on nomination and elections and they're all human data so if you think about i'm human it's just the beginning of, of it's a voter registration but it's also a way for you to be able to start nominate each other and yourself for a governance role and then eventually in the time when the election comes it gives you the right to vote in that election thank you so much and and i think it's it's funny to highlight um, my my ignorance um, in in thinking about governance without recognizing the tech lift involved, right? <laughs> to to bring this, I mean, I've been building in, in Web three for a while, and I still didn't make the direct connection to say we need to build out these technical frameworks for the governance solutions that are being developed. I mean, that that's it's kind of crazy. It's, it was kind of made me laugh when I put the two and two together. <laughs> It's, it's like it is by necessity, right? Most things are, is that what a cliche about innovation is the daughter of necessity? Or, I mean, it's, it's, really, um, it's really that, right? So I, I'm really curious, given that there are so many uh, amazing people here and, and just, to give, um, just to give them some, I don't know if you want to do, uh, give it a voice, but I'm really curious to know with a thumbs up if there are people who think this sounds good or like crap, um, you know, what, what is, what does this group of people think about what they've heard? And, you know, there's some, it may be as hosts, maybe you can just kind of help us think that through, which is what's the basic feedback on all this. And given now that you feel the layers, right. I, I hope that you feel the layers that this was not like some, there's no conspiracy around this because there was nothing there. Right. So everything that's happening here is just like, okay, well, we kind of need that and we need that and we need this. And it's the whole conversation about what uh, the blockchain can provide for a potential voting platform for the world, right? We just were starting with, okay, well, how many people can we get on? Oh, a thousand. Okay, that sounds like good. You know, we're, we're starting small, actually. So just really curious to know, maybe it's just for you guys as hosts, like now that you've heard this story, where were you before this conversation tonight? And where are you now? That would be really curious to know. Yeah, I, I think uh, two things that really come to mind for me um, on, like, let's say the Jump DeFi side, our community has been able to um, have a notable amount of signups compared to, you know, other groups, number three, but still well below where we want to be overall. And so what what I think we're going to do is start to really, we have been highlighting this on our on our socials, but also make make some fun giveaways and and things that can really um, maybe pique some people's interest to participate, to get involved and and start there. But also from the near at night side, I think some really important things for us to do are create threads that really outline a lot of the stuff that was discussed. Um, break it down um, in just very simple, quick terminology to the best that we can do and then invite people to share their insights, maybe add polls as well, and really start to get an idea of how people are receiving the information that's discussed. Um, and we are um, a bit past the hour. It's been a bit of a mess from the Twitter spaces side today. I apologize to everyone. Um, two, two accounts were locked and that's, that's not normal. So 
hope we we figure that out pretty quickly but do again want to thank everyone for um, hanging out with us today and of course to the speakers as well it's been super insightful and i do just want to pass it over to jane to russ if there are anything else that you guys want to leave us with before we sign off for today yeah, I would just say, you know, you haven't signed up for I Am Human, please do. I am human.app and then do your SBTs. And if you have signed up, Russ has really cool human gated NFTs that you should definitely check out and claim. Uh, so I'll leave you with that, Russ. Yeah, no, appreciate that, Jane. Definitely feel free, guys, once you claim your uh, Soulbound token, once you go ahead and claim and verify I Am Human. Um, yeah, go ahead and mint that citizen. We'd love to have you. Uh, for me, I guess final words, mic drop. Join the community hub. Definitely get involved. The NBC needs you. Uh, we're really building what possibly will be the largest decentralized network, right? Um, and so it, it, the, 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 the community is as only strong as the bands within. And so we need more contributors. We need more people getting engaged and uh, we need you. So much love. Appreciate you guys. Awesome. Thank you all so much. Great words to leave us on and we will wrap up here. So have a great rest of your week, everyone. We will catch you all again on Monday. Take care. Peace. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for speaking again. It was a pleasure. Talk to you guys next.